and welcome to Anime Audio Commentary. Today I'll be commenting over Cowboy Bebop Episode 2. If you'd like to watch along, start watching now. <clears throat> so uh, we're, we're getting right into the, uh, the title sequence with that classic, iconic, timeless music that never gets old. You know, sometime I should, like, freeze frame through and try and read what all that text in the background is. I'm sure it's nothing too enlightening, but it's gotta be, like, some kind of background information on the lore of Cowboy Bebop. I think it would be interesting, if nothing else. So here we have our uh, antagonist of this episode, as judged by uh, last episode's preview. So, by this point, we already get the idea that this guy means serious business if he can uh, beat the snot out of three guys pointing guns at him single-handedly. So, at the risk of making a fool of myself again, it looks like they're actually headed to Mars this time, considering it's a red planet. No, I, I really like this sort of, uh, this big shot thing. It's a nice, like, entertaining news segment kind of thing that I feel like news in the real world lacks.
Alright, so for that guy, this is sort of a personal matter, it sounds like. And I guess for whatever reason, Spike or Jet knew him previously, so they sort of have like a friendly relationship. So I guess this uh, this whole scene sort of serves to uh, inform the audience of how much of a bad dude this guy is, considering he uh, crushed a cockroach, put it in a drink, and then forced a guy to drink it. Yeah. So we already know that the case is very important for some reason, so much so that some guy stole it from a guy who stole it before. Well, actually, I guess the thief didn't really know what was in it, but, I mean, he knows now. So Spike seems pretty confident that he can catch this reprobate. Alright, so I'm right this time they are on Mars. It's nice to be vindicated. So I, I like this interaction. Like initially the guy wants money in order to give Spike information. When he shows interest in something the guy's interested in, he just kind of gives it for free. You know, it, it sort of shows that he's a reasonable guy. It's a very human thing in my mind. 
So here we have a uh, a classic misunderstanding because this guy isn't Hakeem, but Spike seems to think he is. So here we are introduced to Ayn, a corgi. So here we have misunderstanding number two. Because if I recall correctly, Ayn is worth a lot more than they initially assume. So now a third party enters the fray chasing Hakeem as he chases Ayn. I think there's a there's a nice uh, farcical element to this episode. Sort of the, uh, the constant misdirection and misunderstanding in multiple different ways by multiple groups of people. And none of them really grasp the full weight of what's going on. It's ripe for all kinds of comedy. And personally, I think the farce is sort of like the peak of comedy. Like, it takes the most work to execute correctly, but when done right, it truly is something else. On a totally unrelated note, I'm really digging this song in the background got a nice funky sound to it so here we have spike uh using his martial arts again which he is you know seemingly very proficient in you know Hakeem, who was uh, good enough to beat the snout out of three people, seems to be an even match for Spike.
Clearly, Aina's uh, smarter than he appears. <laughs> Whoops, that's not a fish. So this is a nice bit of uh, exposition. Ayn is apparently what you call a data dog, and he seems to be the result of illegal genetic experiments. So it seems like things aren't going very well for Hakim with whoever wants to buy the dog. So a little act of serendipity on the part of this, I guess, homeless guy intrigues Hakeem. So that 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 little brief scene with Jet that sort of indicates that he's more tech savvy of the pair thus far. So it it seems like this uh, fortune teller kind of seems to be on the right track, oddly enough, because this dog whistle's attracting all the dogs on this city of Mars. And it probably runs right past him. <laughs> uh... It's a nice bit of uh, serendipity and comedy.
Everything's perfect. Whoops, I'm gonna steal your car. Yeah, so here we have a, a rather nice car chase sequence. Well, car and, I guess, spaceship chase. So I think this is another instance of Ayn showing that he's really more intelligent than appearances dictate as he jumps on the steering wheel and sort of hampers Hakim. So, much like the previous episode, I, I dig how, like, the, the sequence of big shots happens at the beginning and at the end of the episode, sort of bookending the episode. So, interestingly enough, the pet store owner is watching this and realizing that Ein was worth Probably much more than just two Wulongs. However, I don't think Spike or Jet ever figure that out. Yeah, I definitely think that if Spike and Jet knew precisely what Ayn was, they'd be treating him a lot more deferentially than they are, especially Spike.
You know, I, I think there's a solid bit of dramatic irony going on here, especially because Spike says that he doesn't like pets or children. And those two categories of, um, well, I guess, living creatures end up hanging out on the Bebop eventually. It's almost as if he sort of jinxed it himself. You know, looking at the end credits now, it seems like that they're almost a sort of lead-up to that very first bit in the first episode that was sort of like a flashback. I mean, it's definitely something taking place in the past, but I don't quite remember how everything connects, so I guess the jury's out for now. So, based on the preview for the next episode, it looks like we're going to be introduced to Faye Valentine and all the shenanigans she brings along with her. Alright, well that's it for this episode. Thank you for watching. If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you stick around for the next one? See you, Space Cowboy.